I'm looking for the multi-talented Ron the Truth Killings. Yes, sir. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Ron Killings, ladies and gentlemen, on the program. Ron, how are you today, sir? You get more applause, but these I'm guys are eating all my done. lasagna. <laughs> Ron does not know we're eating your lasagna, Joe. Shut up. Okay. Nor does he want to know. Yeah, no, he's a very busy man. He has a musical career. He's an actor. He's a gymnast. He's a dancer. He's a performer. He's an actor. He's a rapper. And, by the way, when he finds time, a pro wrestler. Ooh. And he could go all the way in the Royal Rumble this Saturday. No, I will. We want, I, for my, one of my questions is, Ron, are you in the Rumble this Saturday? Because I gamble on the Rumble, so I need to know. Um, that hasn't been decided yet. That hasn't been decided yet. Your people have to get the people? Your people have to get with the other people, and they have to have a lunch with those people, and then we'll know. Yeah, all the people's got to get together to let me know what am I doing. <laughs> hey. Little Jimmy's going to be busy. Little Jimmy, his lawyer slash agent, is going to be busy. Um, All right, yes. so here's the thing i got to talk about, because you didn't always want to become a professional wrestler. You were a musician like for years, right? Correct. Alright, and you were doing, all, even when you were uh, incarcerated for a couple of times, when you were in jail, you were even entertaining because you would get to entertain the, the, the prisoners in the jail. Your fellow inmates, you were, you know, dancing, rocking, telling jokes, all that kind of stuff, right? Correct, correct. So what what brought you to that dance of going? Okay, I'm going to be. I'm a musician. I'm I'm in jail. I'm doing all multiple times. I'm doing all this stuff. And then, how the hell did we get the pro wrestling? Uh, that was me taking a different route to get to where I need to want where I want to go to. Sometimes you got to take different routes to get where you want to go. Whether you want to or not, different route leads to different things, but it still comes to the same outcome. Yes, because I heard when you got picked up by the Crockett's or at least one of the Crockett's, that you automatically were, like, they brought you to, like, a WCW event, and you, like, they were like, that could be you, that could be you. Did that moment exactly, change your life? Exactly. Ron, did it change your life? Uh, it changed my life completely, tremendously. Like, tremendously. Instanta like instantaneously. Cause, Cause no, because it was weird, because you weren't, you weren't even on... The independence for that long, and then you ended up in the WWE. No, I was on, no. I was on the independence maybe, maybe three years. That's it. That's which is unheard of. That's how athletic and gifted you are in the ring. Yes, man. Um, half gifted and mainly blessed, <laughs> and modest too. And then, yeah. The uh, uh, well, you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I'm, dude. I'm totally with it. I understand. Look, we're two great men. It's okay. It happens. Um, now, but Ron went from you had you had your first stint in the WWE as K Quick. How did that come about? Because they stuffed you with Road Dog, and then you guys kind of hit it off, and you guys worked out a great routine. Right. That was uh, that was Road Dog's idea. Road Dog saw me in Memphis, and Billy Gunn was uh, out because of shoulder injury, and. Um, Road dog pretty much he saw it he saw the vision already. And this thing you knew, Rock and Rap was born. And, and, and uh, Get Rowdy was the song that you and Road Dog would sing to the ring. And that's the, the the other thing about you, Ron, is that you perform 
literally your own entrance music. No matter what it is, it's always you performing it. You're rapping all the way down, interacting with the fans, and still doing your song. That's also unheard of in professional wrestling. Next, I mean, Shawn Michaels, I think, was the last guy to sing his own music. Right. And um, there's not too many of us that do that. But uh, that's one of the things that I love about, well, you know what I'm saying, my first debut into the business, it was I was a rapping my own music. And it, that's been my career since I've been doing wrestling. Since I've been in this business, that's been my my stick. So would they ever let you change up your business? Since you've been a rapper since day one, now you work still work for the WWE. You might be in the Royal Rumble this Saturday. I might win money if you show up. There you go. Um, that all would stand it. Would they ever let you put in one of your songs? Like your own songs and let you come down to the ring to that? Okay, excuse me, say it again now? Would you be ever allowed with Vince? Because I know I've heard things, I've heard stories that Vince loves you. You're like one of the only wrestlers to crack Vince McMahon up on a personal level. Would he ever let you have your own music, like your music? I know that What's Up is you performing it live every time you come down to the ring, but one of your songs, one of your mainstream anthems, would you be able to use that as your ring, you know, your ring entrance? Um... I'm sure uh, we, everything would be the door to be open for me to do that. However, I wouldn't want to, like, I don't know. That would have to be a totally different setting because um, it's almost like if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know, type thing. Absolutely. What's up is not broke. What's no, up not, is not right. broke. It's uh, anytime that song comes on, it, it, it's <laughs> lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, and my mainstream music, I like to leave my mainstream music for mainstream. Maybe if I'm performing at WrestleMania as one of the performing guests, then it will work like that. Well, I know a couple of ditties that you put out that you definitely should be able to perform live at WrestleMania. That would be great. It's a two-day event. You're going to need more acts. Um, I, I do have a question because there's a famous picture of you and Tupac Shakur. Now, I heard you open for a ton of acts. Did you open for Digital Underground or did you open for uh, Tupac by himself? I didn't open for neither one of them. Uh, who'd you open <laughs> for? Chubb Rock, Tracy Spencer. Uh, I, I opened for Tech Nine, uh, ICP. Uh, back in the day when I was uh, pursuing my music career, it was just me out and about uh, attending the Jack the Rapper's conventions. That's where I met all the celebrities that all the stars that, and it was just a it, it was a grinding type of adventure, man. It's, it's right. back when I was doing the rap uh, back then. It was going to the Jack the Rappers with your demo tapes, with anything material you had, and it was just showing what you got. You know what I'm saying? So did Tupac? Days. Yeah, did Tupac give you any words of encouragement? Did you talk to him about your your career oh, thus far? I talked to him a lot, man. He was just I talked to him um, just as much as just being around here, man. Uh, at the conventions, uh, I saw him at different conventions. Uh, the Jack the Rapper was a yearly convention. Uh, that went, went, went around two or three times a year. Uh, I would talk to Pac there, um, Atlanta, uh, Georgia, uh, different parts of Georgia, different parts of New York. Uh, Jack the Rapper was all over, man. So every convention I would go to, you would sit down and just Pac Sinbad when he was uh, the comedian. Um, who else would be at the convention? Uh, MC Ren, all of NWA would be there. Oh, nice. Um Yes, Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Him and Benny was there. So just a, cl- uh, 
correlation of different celebrities that were still grinding back then. So how long from meeting Tupac the first time and still doing all that do we get the the birth of Pay Quick in the WWE, then becoming leaving the WWE, going to NWA TNA where you became the truth. That's where the truth was really born. Um, I mean, the character, anyway, was born. And then going back to the WWE. So how does that transition happen? How do you go from the music into this? I know you were saying it was your career on different, you know, little diverging paths. But how does that, because you have a pretty full career right there, as well as being a musician. Right. Um, it, it's, my, my career and my life is all, has always been about transitioning and adapting. And from, like I told you, taking that different route to go out to get to where I need to get to, mm. it's a, I had to adapt that route. So coming from um, grinding and, and pursuing this music career to going to my first WCW show and falling in love with wrestling and becoming a fan of the business, becoming um, a worker in the business, becoming a uh, uh, artist and perfecting my craft of artistry and just taking it to the next level, but also allowed to break my music, which started the whole thing for me, along with the ride, uh, to where I'm full circle, to where God has put everything before me, man. Like a lot of things, uh, like I always call uh, Crockett my ram in the bush. I've had so many rams in the bush that have been placed around before me, and a lot of people have those things. I'm just one that choose to pick it out, look it out, seek it out, and grab it. I need a ram in a bush. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I do. Believe I need me, one. You got one. You got the pantsuit. You got to <laughs> have a smell of roses, man. You'll see it. Joe, are you my ram in the bush? At this time, I'm Sweet. Okay. Nice. At least, I mean, because you have had so many. You were so fast in the business. It was like. Boom, it was like a rocket ship was struck to your ass because you also then became such a name in the WWE that they did this weird heel turn with you, which I don't think works because you're a very happy guy. You like to make people laugh and enjoy yourself. However, you get to become a heel in the WWE, and then you actually main event with Cena. So how was that? Uh, that was awesome, man. Like I said, life and... The, the career of a wrestler, uh, if you're in this business, pretty much any business, it's about adapting and transitioning yeah. and evolving. Yeah. And, you know, me going from a good guy to a bad guy is just adapting. Adapting with the time, transitioning with the time, and just, you know what I'm saying, absorbing and taking everything in and executing it. When you were a heel, though, did you actually even enjoy it? I mean, you were main loved eventing, it. so. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> he, he made event. Capital punishment. Yes, with John Jimmy. Cena, Little Jimmy. It was a, it was a handicap match. It was Little Jimmy, the Truth versus John Cena, and it was at least a match because look, they're not giving, they're not handing out title shots, they're not handing out main event spots, mm-hmm. and our Truth, Ron the Truth Killings, went right into that spot. It made the pay per view very interesting. Because you wanted to see what a heel truth would do. But you had to acknowledge the fact that he was given this... Right. Uh, <laughs> he was given this storyline of Little Jimmy that it would have given to any other wrestler. Wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. But no. it worked with him because he had that He has charisma, that it factor. That charisma. Yeah. You know, when we were just talking about charisma. Yeah, that was... Smokey Robinson's I, kid. I actually enjoyed his heel run. It, it was kind of off bizarre. Not as much was, as truth did. Did you hear me? Awesome. enjoyed it. 
So, I, I hear you. No, no, we were, we, first of all, we were glowing and kissing your ass and telling you how great as a heel you were. Because and we were, and, 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 uh, Johnny Vegas here from Taste of Puebla was talking about how if you, if they gave little Jimmy to anybody else, it would have just sucked and failed. Right. So did you, right. did you just like, like you said, you adapted, you took the invisible character and turned him into a tag team partner for crazy. But I had grown people wanting to take pictures with little Jimmy. <laughs> yep. Ooh, yeah. I remember those. I'm talking about grown that. people that paid bills, man, that got kids yep. and, and lives. They wanted to sit down in Jimmy's lap. They wanted Jimmy to sit on their lap. <laughs> I, I was and they wanted to take, they wanted to, you know what I'm saying, interact with little Jimmy, take pictures with them. John paid 25 hours to shake little Jimmy's hand. <laughs> I was wondering when they came into the garden, I think the one in the garden for the for I, I was literally wanted, I love that that gimmick. Yeah, yeah but little Jimmy's invincible. It didn't matter. It was right now, little Jimmy's great. hanging out with us. I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's how, like, you could do Give me, give me $25. You can shake his hand. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Give me that guy. Jimmy's that guy. Jimmy was the one that was charging. That's what happened. Uh, I have a question. Yeah, he's uh, that a, guy. He's that guy. I have a question. How does it feel being the first and only uh, TNA? First of all, having 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 the NWA World Title, which has so much lineage, and going to TNA. And For anyone playing at home who's white, it was lineage. Lineage. He said lineage. <laughs> lineage. Just so you know. Uh, yeah. Going up against Ken Shamrock. Uh, be, defeating him and becoming the NWA uh, World, World Champion, Heavyweight Champion. Champion. Yeah. I mean, the 10-pound go to belt. Back when it meant something, too. That's what, it had that. And then being the only, you know, I don't want to say African, but the only the only man that had, had the that black title. guy. You you were, you, you, know, were, you, you broke feel? ceilings, yeah. You broke that ceiling. It matters. Um, that was an honor, man. Yeah. It, it, it matters tremendously. Uh, that was one of the breaking points in my career, man. One of the highlights of my career. A moment I never forget, man. It's something you can you can you can even uh, fathom the the expression or the words to show the appreciation that it that gives. It's you know, an, it was an amazing moment. I was back in the day. I was one of those guys spending the money watching the Wednesday night pay per views. Eleven ninety nine. Yeah, watching them. Nice. I still I even still have a flyer probably that I could probably if I could if we, nice. if we ever hang out with Truth, we'll get him to sign it. Mm. It literally. Shows like AJ when he first started, everyone like Frankie Gazarian when he started. Everybody was so young and in shape, and now it's like, wow, these guys are down. They've 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 been around for so long and busted their ass. However, truth, like you just said, he broke that glass ceiling. I don't remember there being that many black champions. Yeah, no, well, you have Ron in the NWA though. Ron, well, Ron Simmons, no, he was WCW. Right, you know, he, he never had the NWA, which is the most <laughs> prestigious. It's the prestigious one, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Truth broke that glass ceiling. Hardy Race, and Harley he was Claire. given the shot to carry that company. And during the time he was World Heavyweight Champion, NWTNA was kind of yeah. interesting. It was definitely an interesting product back in the Asylum years. It definitely was. How great was those shooting those, uh, filming those episodes of uh, NWA TNA, Ron? Uh, they were great, man. I don't really want to get back in on talking too much about them. I'm at a whole different place right now. Oh, know? no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying. Because, well, that's what that was going to be my next leap. I was going to go from the small venue of the asylum to when you now sell out Madison Square Garden for the WWE. And speaking of selling out Madison Square Garden, back into the heel thing, when you were with The Miz, 
Forget about little Jimmy when you were at the Miz and you main event you main event Survivor Series against Dwayne the Rock Johnson and John Cena, two of the biggest entities in sports entertainment. And now you're there, you're at the big show. What the hell was going through your mind? Uh man, it was just it was amazing, man. Um uh, I felt proud of myself. I was proud of myself for accomplishing. I was Absolutely. in the ring with two of the biggest icons that ever laced up boots and tennis shoes and stepped foot in the ring. <laughs> and myself and Miz was right there with them, man. That was, uh, that was a proud moment for myself. Did you have like a come-to-Jesus moment when you're in the middle of Madison Square Garden exactly. looking across from the ring at those two? No, did you have that moment like, wow, geez, like, man, we're here, like... Like, did you and Miz like yeah. Oh, yeah, like definitely. hug each other and just go, "Holy crap, we're here, we did it." Yeah, we we said that walking to the uh, <clears throat> to the gorilla, nice. pretty much. Holy, holy shit, we're here. Nice. Because that, that to me, that's a huge that's a huge deal to go. You you've done it all. I mean, that's the thing. You have you have a flourishing music career that's been around for a while. You have you've main evented pay per views. You've you've wrestled all over the world twice, maybe three times. You've done it. You've held world titles. What's next for our truth? The sky's the limit. <laughs> well, can you see if that the sky's sky... the limit, man? Remember, remember the beginning. I told you it's about transitioning. It's yeah. about evolving and adapting. I'm, I'm I'm an adapter, man. So the sky's the limit. You never know what you're gonna get. Well, can you see if that sky is the limit over St. Louis for the Royal Rumble? I need to win some cash. Stop. Is all I'm saying. Exactly. You never know. You never I might know. just come from anywhere in St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's the Rumble tomorrow or the Money in the Bank. It's, 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 it's uh, Rumble, right? It's yeah, Rumble. Rumble. Rumble Saturday. If you bring out another ladder, they're probably not going to let mm. you in the ring again. <laughs> just going to throw right, it out there. Right, right, right. No ladder. Did I you get over your fear of uh, arachnophobia and acnophobia? <laughs> did you get rid of those? Yes, I did. I got prescriptions for both of them. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no, I see him going up against uh, Dana Brooks and taking that, that twenty-four-seven belt maybe? back home to him. He wants that belt. By the way, we're talking to a gentleman. You know how we've normally had on tons of wrestlers, mm-hmm. okay? And we always say like they've been a world champion. Even Truth, we just said he was a world champion for the NWA, right? Yeah. All that stuff. This man is, I believe, the first ever to be on this program, fifty-three time. Nice. 27, 24-7 world champion. Wow. 53 times this man has held gold. Billy has held gold once, and it was his filling in his tooth. <laughs> that it was. That it was. So 53 times. How, how was it to build the 24-7 title, Truth? Uh, it was great, man. I had fun doing that. Still having fun doing that. I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people don't know, but uh, you can Google it. Forbes magazine did a write-up about the 24-7 title. And a lot of people don't even know that. Right. They, they should just call it The Truth. That's the title. It's The Truth title. And you really... Because you, you made it. I mean, other people have held it. And just like right now, Dana Brooke is holding it. But literally, this title is so associated with you exactly. that anyone else holding it, it just doesn't look right. They're just there to polish it. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't look right at all. It looks, like, it looks like Dana Brooke is holding it for a friend. Like it's a joint. She's like, I'm holding it for a friend, guys. When he gets back, I'll give it right back to him. Everything's cool. Don't worry about it. Because that's what it looks like. 
He's so associated with it. But that's what I'm saying. I, I have a feeling in the Royal Rumble, he's going to disguise as something. He's going to dress up as something and... I would like to see. Away. I would like to see Truth disguised as a potted plant, <laughs> and somehow get a schoolboy on Dana Brooke. One, two, three. I have a feeling New he's going to do it during the Women's Royal Rumble and going to end up. She's she's a participant in the Royal Rumble. So you he's think gonna, that your money's on that Truth? He's going to do on the, the Santino. He's going to do Santino move. He's probably going to do a Santino move. He's going to show up in a dress. <laughs> Could be <laughs> the gentleman that's on the phone right now with us. Yeah, is going to dress up. Like a Jeopardy champion. Yeah. <laughs> and go out there. And one, two, three. Dana Brooke during the women's uh, Royal Rumble. I, I, I expect I expect that from I expect <laughs> that from him. He's that hmm. versatile. Oh, wait. wait. <laughs> Truth is thinking about it. He's thinking about it. I heard of him. You, you never know. You never, if, know. If you, you never know these If days, you do you know. that, if you do that. I want 10% of that cut. <laughs> he ain't giving you shit. <laughs> He's too busy. Yeah, but that idea is like, anybody, Ray Charles can see that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Truth is a very handsome man. But He's an, dead and blind. But an ugly ass woman. <laughs> okay. he, can, he can rock out the Shanae look. He looked like Shanae and Whoopi Goldberg had a kid. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cuts. Yes. How about the music? Ooh, we have the music. Exactly. We're playing that later, though, right? Right. But well, let's start it off. Well, we were, we were going to get into the music. That was Billy's way of diverging the conversation off of picturing the truth in a dress. And now he wants to picture him in a studio making his jams. Or selling out Madison Square Garden. Absolutely. He could do that as well. Now, truth, what do you think you can describe your music as? Because it's rap, but what, what do you think you can describe it as? Uh, dope ass rap. Dope ass rap. Now, see, as a white guy, I have to use Mr. Truth, Mr. Killings, as my interpreter, because dope ass rap is what I would call it. Because each song, he doesn't have one like blueprint and does all the songs together. Last week we played on this program, Legacy, correct, which has a different sound than what we're playing tonight later on in the program, Billy, and has a different sound. Like, he has, all his songs don't sound like one way. There's a lot of rappers, and I think Ricky could jump in on this one. There's a lot of rappers that have a flow and they sound exactly the same every time. Right? It's kind of like. Right. Yeah, it's like they have a notepad and they just do the one way and that's it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Truth has a different sound. Especially today. Yeah. And Truth has this different sound on each thing. And Truth, I mean, I don't know if he's going to let all the cats out of the bag, but he has a lot of different genres. Of music planned, then he might blow your mind when he releases all this other music that he has. The guy is a musical uh, just machine. Country yep. rap? Uh, maybe, maybe a little country rap. Maybe could be anything. Oh yeah, we got. I got enough music rap for two, three albums. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Now, do these songs just come to you, or do you have like writing sessions? Uh, me, my, uh, me, my producer, man. We, we, we write everything, man. Everything is written. The songs come to me during that time, during that um, that moment in the studio. You know what I'm saying? It's all about catching and seizing the moment, man, and what creates from that moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and catch, capturing that moment, you know what I'm saying, to create something. And that's just how all the songs came about, man. And none of them will sound the same, but they all hit hard. See, I'd like to yeah, invite you. Yeah, when we write, when I when I used to write, you get you get inspired anywhere. Yeah, you sitting on the toilet, man, and come up with a fucking idea. Yeah, you're, that yeah, was a yeah. weird shit song, Boom. man. Yeah. Uh, anywhere, anywhere, yeah. sleeping. I'm sleeping, sitting on the toilet. Up. 
I keep my notebook by me all the time. Man. Absolutely. Damn right, man. Well, there you go. Yep. There you go. There you go. But that's what I'm saying. So I would like to invite you the next time you're in Staten Island to come to this studio in this neighborhood. You, Ricky, and Joe could come up with a song for the Ham Radio Show. We have a real studio. It's a real studio. Joe, tell them about it. Absolutely. There it's you go. Studio. Good selling. It's a real studio. It's a real studio. It has a big board and everything. It's yeah. very pretty. Well... I have a question for okay. Uh, okay. I have a question for our truth. You're hip hop. You're hip hop. You love hip hop. You go. We go back old school. Give me the Mount Rushmore of your the best rappers or the hip hop artists. What would be your Mount Rushmore? Oh man! You can take it to the uh, east, you can take yeah, it to the west to the his bay. throat got all scratchy when you ask. He's got to come up with an idea you now. Yeah, west I'm not, uh, it's hard, man. It's hard on that one, man. Like I respect so many. I don't even know how far back I'm going to go with that, man. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking of just throwing names out there. The, the people that I listen to, I think it's just like iconically um, poised. I would say um, Eminem, nice. lyricist, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, definitely Wheezy, um, Lil Baby, uh, T.I. The Rubber Band um, Man. The Rubber Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, T.I. is dope. Um, who else? Um, I like some Young Thug as well. And Kevin Gates. Good. Good young artist. Good. Yeah, I'm a little more old school. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like Biggie, Tupac, uh, Heavy D. And the boys and are just Heavy just D? Just Heavy D. Okay, no boys. The boys ain't said nothing. No, and they ain't do D, shit. Heavy D was the guy. And um, I like um, Chuck D. Public enemy? Okay, if you're going back yeah. that far, yeah. if you're going back that far, you got to throw in uh, uh, Eric B. Rockham. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to work for yeah. him. You got to, um, yeah. You got to throw in Melly Mel. You got to throw in. Um, I'm telling you, who else was dope too? Special Ed was good. Um, you got to throw in EPMD. You got uh, Sugar Hill Gang. You looking at Sugar Hill? You, you want to go back? Big Daddy Woo! Kane, Chub Rock. You, you mentioned Chub Rock. That far. You mentioned Chub Rock before. He was one of the under. I feel he oh, was Chub underrated. Rock. Yeah, Chub Rock. I was I underrated. Up, I used to open up to Chub Rock. Yeah, Chub Rock yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. He was underrated. I felt that he was always underrated when it came to they didn't give he him was flowers. Underrated. He yeah, was we underrated. we we came up with Chub Rock in Brooklyn. Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a New York guy, so I I yeah. grew up with. You know, Chub Rock, you got... Uh, yeah, we grew up you know, around it. Yeah. Rick Rick, you have uh, EPMD. Yeah. It'd be Rakim. Those were, for, uh, for me, that... Yeah. Yeah, you got those Slick that Rick is, in there, too. Slick yeah, Rick I mean, was That tight. is, uh, that is for me, is hip-hop. That is, for me, is... I'm, I'm old school. Oh, you those know. are the guys you had to go... Okay, so you're talking about that hip-hop, hip-hop. Yeah. For me, Mount Rushmore, for me, okay. if, I was, if I look at a Mount Rushmore when it comes to hip-hop, it would be Nas, Biggie, Pac... Uh, uh, this is, no, no, How big is your Mount Rushmore? No, you this look like you're about Jay-Z, to have more. But I'll put, um, for me, it will be uh, Coogee Rap. I love Coogee Rap. So that's my Oh, Coogee was good. First when they did the symphony, right? Yes. I think that Ricky, Ricky has a face on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, just, what the fuck is your goddamn Mount Rushmore space? I'm sorry, just like Coogee Rap. For me, Coogee Rap, I don't know. Yeah, was, I mean, that's your man. It was a style. It was a style. But on your Mount Rushmore? Yeah, Mount yeah. Rushmore now. Yeah. You talking about greatest of all time. That's my Mount Rushmore. As the elected white official in the room, I have to say, even I know that Coogee Rap shouldn't be on there. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's my guy. He was, he was bad, though, but, you know. Uh, but not at Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some big names that even I I know for crazy, but like those, it's 
That's a dilly of a pickle. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with him on this. Coochie was nice, but he went much uh, around uh, Mount Rushmore night. Yeah. All right, so I got to ask a guy that will be on a future Mount Rushmore for somebody, especially if Coogee made it. You'll get up there, Truth. <laughs> um, who do you think in this game today could actually compete against one of those old school rappers and blow them away? Oh, the ones I just named for you. Would totally blow away the old school? I just gave you all the ones. The Isn't new them? boys. You're saying they're like Wheezy? Versus, yeah. versus the old school Wheezy wins. I honestly think Ti can, the can probably go toe to toe with uh, uh, Rakim. He can probably go toe to toe with LL. You know. Uh, you oh know, yeah. No disrespect to, to to Wheezy and them, but their flow and their style. Ti is more compatible to how well, hip hop used to well, be. Well, when you start talking about kicking the science, kicking the science, then you, then you yeah, he's not. He can't touch Rakim. He can't touch Rakim. I understand. Who can't? Uh, who can't touch Rakim? Take Ti. Not um, now. You talking about kicking science? Now you talking about kicking science? <laughs> the closest person would be J Cole. You talking about two different science? Uh, Ti yeah. coming from a street uh, right. uh, perspective right. of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's true. Rock, Rakim is too, but it, it's like two different things, man. Like it, it's two different goddamn kicking the science, in my opinion, with that one. Mm. And Ti is just coming straight from the gutter with his. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, J Cole is a, could could also kick the science with Rakim. He's the modern day. You can Hello. say modern day Hello. Rakim. Huh? Um, I mean, yeah. Once I only had to eat thirty. You go this I mean, go ahead. Yeah, uh, like I said, um, Rocket, uh, Joe, J. Cole will be could go toe to toe with Rock. Him, I feel, he, when it comes to science, the lyrical, lyrical, lyrical wise. Uh, I feel like I'm hosting a BET Awards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't feel many of any of the rappers today. They don't do nothing for me today. So you're more old school. Yeah, I'm old school. Period. Truth is more new school, yeah. and in the middle is. Cool G. Ugh, I can't yeah. say it. Yeah. And in the middle is this guy right here from Taste of Well. I, I love Akinelli. But why I love Akinelli? Because he has why? songs. Okay. Well, you know, if you like that, you should listen to some of Ron's stuff. We're going to be playing some later on the program well, for Ron be. Killings. By the way, you can see and you can talk to Ron Killings on the uh, at Ron Killings 1 or at Ron Killings, depending if you're on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Ron maybe we don't know yet. Ron the Truth Killings maybe he could be dressed as a potted plant. He could be dressed as Jessica Rabbit. I don't know, but he's possibly <laughs> going to be in the Royal Rumble at the Royal Rumble in St. Louis. Maybe going after his baby because he might want his baby back. We don't know how that's going to roll out and how that's going to progress. The one thing we do know is that his music career is on fire, and the boy has a lot of stuff. You can look up all of Ron's songs all over the place, but Ron, where do you want them to listen to your stuff? Hey, it's available on all digital streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, iTunes. It's available everywhere. Go get it. Go check the video out. Uh, Ron Killings TV on YouTube. You can go check out that. You can text rke.com, T-E-X-T-R-K-E.com. Uh, go ahead and sign up, and you'll be getting updates on my soon-to-be live performance in concerts coming up, on uh, my VIPs. I'm about to take the Legacy Tour on the road. So when you sign up with that, the VIP stuff, you get all the information, the haps, what's going on, and when it's going down. 
Nice. Wow. He's doing do a lot. Have... He's doing more than you, Billy. How does he have time to sleep? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all that he's sleep is for on... the dead. This is the truth. How do you keep up with it all? The, the wrestling and the music, very long and legs. All of the. Yeah. How do you do it? Calisthenics. They said, bro, there's plenty of time Adapting to sleep when you're dead. Transitioning. Transitioning? Adapt. And that's why I respect Truth, because Truth has a drive. Like, I don't, my drive is fucking on point. This man has a drive even better than mine. And that's saying something. This man don't sleep. He winks. That's what he does. He just goes out there and he keeps performing, Billy, and that's what you need to do. Maybe shed a couple that's of pounds. It. You get out there. You go work. You do it. Yes, Ron. That's it. You just do it. You just do it. You just do it. You make shit happen, sir. You make it happen. And you make and you have a music career. You get become a pro wrestler. You become an actor, a singer, a dancer. I like to see you dance, Bill. Look good, dude. Shake I've your booty. I've never been able you to dance. You don't look nice. You can't get out there. You're going to shake your little pom-poms yeah. at the girls. I like it. But not as good as Ron Killings is, Ron. I hope... I just want to point out you are the most, the most entertaining thing in the sport of professional wrestling or sports entertainment right now. You need to be on TV more, and you need to be taking over the world, brother. Round of applause yeah, right. for on the truth killings. Most underrated man uh, in the WWE. That. Appreciate that. Absolutely, I thank you. It. And we appreciate you. You keep busting your ass, sir, and we'll keep up, you know, watching. Royal Rumble, Saturday, Peacock. Bye, man. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Peace. Bye, man. All right, Ron the True Killings.